Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Deep Dives with Dively. Oh, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, the first week of the NFL has officially come to an end. Uh, and we're going to talk about it. We're also going to talk about a little bit of college football, but mainly focus on the NFL. Just because, wow, what a what a week it was. So, let's just get straight into it. Um, the first game, obviously, I already talked about it, Chiefs-Lions. If you want to listen to that, I have a full, full episode up uh, rant about it. I will say, the Chiefs did restructure Chris Jones' contract, so now he is going to play. I don't know. It, it is, like, literally think about it this way. They paid him more money just so he could play these extra, like, five games in his holdout. So it is... <clears throat> It's kind of annoying. It's kind of deserved. I don't know. Hopefully this maybe leads to a smaller contract in the future. Maybe he plays bad this season. I don't know. Whatever. But that was interesting, needless to say. So, I'm just going to go down the list here of games. So we've got the Panthers versus the Falcons in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh Falcons won 24 to 10. This was a pretty impressive showing by the Falcons, honestly. Um, very nice, very nice. Um, Bryce Young, he's going to have to get there. Um, not the greatest game on earth. One touchdown, 146 yards, and two interceptions. So not the best. Went 20 of 38. So Carolina threw the ball a lot which is surprising considering they have Miles Sanders. They only gave Miles Sanders the ball 18 times, which is about average, but um, that's still very interesting. Um, Desmond Ritter, 15 of 18 for 115 yards, so s- less yards, but a better rating because he didn't throw a pick. So, um, But then the Atlanta rushing, oh baby, between Bijan and Tyler Algier, oh baby, that's going to be scary. Tyler Algier had more carries than Bijan, 15 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns. Bijan had 10 for 56 yards, no touchdowns, but still a great game by him. The uh, Atlanta receiving, (laughs) the Atlanta receiving, honestly, one of your best receivers was Bijan Robinson, six catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Other than that, Mac Hollins and Kyle Pitts kind of led the charge. Um, Drake London did not have a single catch. He had one target, which is just wild. Um, Desmond Ritter actually caught more receptions than Drake London, which is hilarious. Um, Desmond Ritter did fumble at one point, but Bryce Young and Miles Sanders also fumbled. So, um, I would say turnovers is why Carolina lost. They also just kind of suck. So... <clears throat> impressive showing by the Atlanta Falcons for sure. Next game, this one, this one brings a smile to my my face just because with the Chiefs losing, you know, a loss in the AFC is a lot because it's tight in the AFC, specifically between the Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. Well, spoiler alert, all three of those teams lost. So it's an even playing field. <clears throat> so, Bengals play the Browns. Dude, I don't know what it is with Joe Burrow and the Browns, but he consistently loses against the Browns. Browns won 24-3. Let's just take a look at this. It was super rainy, 
in Cincinnati, I will say that. So they were hardly throwing the ball, and if they did, they – I mean, Joe Burrow went 14 of 31. Bro. 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 Uh, the best receiver was Jamar Chase with five catches for 39 yards. No receiving touchdowns. No touchdowns at all for Cincinnati. They have yet to score a touchdown this season. Cleveland, on the other hand, <clears throat> Deshaun Watson didn't do much better. He went 16 of 29 for 154 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. And I think he fumbled. Yeah, he fumbled, did not lose it, but he did fumble. The rushing game for uh, Cleveland was decent. Nick Chubb, 18 carries for 106 yards. That's really good, actually. Uh, no touchdowns. Although Deshaun Watson, five carries for 45 yards, one of those being a touchdown. So Deshaun Watson, as a quarterback, was pretty solid because of his rushing ability, too. Um, the Cleveland wide receiver core is like very spread out. So I'm not even really wanting to go too much into that. The only things to note is that Harrison Bryant caught a touchdown and then Elijah Moore led the team in yards. So, um, very impressive by the Browns. A lot of field goals for the Browns, honestly, and then one field goal for the Bengals. And that was their only points of the day. So. As a Chiefs fan, you'll love to see it. Jaguars-Colts. This was actually a really entertaining game. This was a very entertaining game. Anthony Richardson making a name for himself, which I love to see because I am, or I was, a a big Florida guy. Um, Now i got to root for my rain cane, baby. So Trevor Lawrence, 24-32 for 241 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Um, The rushing game was pretty strong, mainly between... Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby both rushed for a touchdown. Travis ran for 77 yards. Trevor Lawrence ran for 21. And then let's look here. The receiving core for Jacksonville was pretty spread out. Calvin Ridley led the charge. He had some crazy catches for a touchdown, 101 yards, eight receptions. Zay Jones, five receptions, 55 yards, a touchdown. Evan Ingram, five receptions, 49 yards, no touchdowns. But, um, which is still very solid for a tight end. So, um, one issue for Jacksonville, though. Dang. Three fumbles. Three fumbles. One by Tank, one by Calvin Ridley, one by Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence threw a pick. So, I mean, turnovers about lost this game. I mean, there was a fumble recovery for a touchdown at one point so um that was interesting but let's look at indianapolis because they're showing some nice little sparks of light here anthony richardson okay now bro 24 of 37 for 223 yards just a little less than trevor lawrence but the same amount of completions um one touchdown one interception and had a rating of 79, which is not terrible. Could be better, though. But let's take a look at the rushing. Deion Jackson, because obviously they're missing uh, Jonathan Taylor. Deion Jackson, 13 carries for 14 yards. Yikes. Here's the cool one, though. Anthony Richardson, 10 carries for 40 yards and a touch. Oh, excuse me. A touchdown. So... Anthony Richardson showing some flashes of scrambling ability. So that's something to look at. Maybe a little, uh, maybe could possibly be a fantasy pickup, you know, Um, depending on who they're playing each week. Let's actually just go ahead and see 
who they play next week. They play the Texans, so that might be a solid pickup. Anthony Richardson, week two. Uh, it is in Houston, so that might be a little tricky, but <clears throat> Anthony Richardson going to run the ball, especially with uh, Jonathan Taylor gone. So, um, Deion Jackson also fumbled twice, so they either really want Jonathan Taylor back or want Anthony Richardson to run the ball more. But Jacksonville ended up winning that game at 31 to 21. Next game, Bucks versus Vikings. A little bit of a shocker. A little bit of a shocker. 20 to 17. Um and I'll go into a couple hot takes that I have um <clears throat> coming out of week 1. But one of them is that the teams that overperformed last year, such as the Minnesota Vikings, are going to start to regress a little, you know? Um, teams like that that randomly overperformed, maybe it was just a lucky year. So that's kind of something we got to keep our eye on. But um, let's look at the box score here. Buccaneers won 20-17, just barely. It was a close game. Um, Baker Mayfield. Okay, Baker Welcome back to the league, my man. You could be looking at a franchise QB for, well, I shouldn't say franchise. But maybe, a, you know, one, two, three-year tenure, and then maybe after that, who knows? Who knows? Um, Baker Mayfield, 21 of 34 for 175 or 173 yards. Threw two touchdowns, no picks, 94 overall rating. Very nice. QB rating, 61. Um, the rushing was pretty spread out, and... They did run the ball. Buccaneers ran the ball quite a bit, but didn't get a whole lot of yards out of it. So, But the Tampa Bay receiving. Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans. Here, i got to say something about Mike Evans. Shout out to Mike Evans. He's literally the most consistent wide receiver, I think, in the entire NFL. I think he, like him and Travis Kelsey, which I know Travis Kelsey's not a receiver, but at the same time. um, <clears throat> I think... He has had, like, five seasons in a row where he's put up, like, a 1,000 yards. I'm going to I'm gonna fact-check myself here. Let me look at Mike Evans' stats. Stats. Since 2014, which was his rookie season, he has put up 1,000-plus yards. He got a little close in 2017, only having 1,001, and then 2020, only having 1,006. But he, every single year, he has put up 1,000-plus yards, which is kind of crazy. Um, that's crazy. So Mike Evans is very consistent. He just kind of fell off last year with an interesting situation in Tampa. 2020 and 2021, though, he was like a top fantasy draft pick. But that dude went crazy those years. Like top, like top receiver in the league, for sure. Um. So Mike Evans is great. Obviously, that whole receiving core in Tampa Bay is very solid. Um, but Trey Palmer with a touchdown. I I think he's a rookie, maybe. Let me check. <clears throat> yeah, rookie. Okay, that's what I thought because I was like, bro, he sounds familiar. So Trey Palmer, rookie with two catches, eight yards, and a touchdown. So that's cool. Let's talk about Minnesota. Kirk Cousins, 33-44 for 344 yards. Like, lit up the, his personal scoreboard. Two touchdowns and an interception. 
102 rating overall, 54 QBR. Alexander Madison with 11 rushes for 34 yards. Justin Jefferson, bro, this is this is what I think upsets Vikings fans. Bro, shut up. Um, Justin Jefferson had nine catches for 150 yards, no touchdowns. Jordan Addison had four receptions for 61 yards, a touchdown. T.J. Hawkinson, eight receptions for 35 yards. And then Alexander Madison had a receiving touchdown. However, Kirk Cousins, bro, he's got to hang on to the ball. And I think part of that is the offensive line. Offensive line's got to lock in a little bit. Kirk Cousins lost two fumbles. So, in total, he turned the ball over three times. Uh, which is, I mean, three turnovers in a game, you're going to probably lose that game. Um one turnover can be a deciding factor between like two great teams, but then in this scenario, when Minnesota, a, a definitely higher ranked team than Tampa Bay, turns the ball over three times, you're probably going to lose the game. You know, I mean, it's things like that where it's like, okay, yes, you can be a better team, but if you make silly mistakes like that, like the Chiefs dropping passes against the Lions, and one of those being a pick six. You know, or like the Jags fumbling, fumble sixing against the Colts, that can cause you to lose those close game, those games that really aren't supposed to be close. So, um, Minnesota maybe needs to get a little extra O line protection, or Kirk Cousins just needs to lock in. So, Saints Titans. This one was interesting. Um, it was a one point game. Final score fifteen to six in favor of the Saints. Um. There goes my mic. Um, let's look at the box score. Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill actually had one of the worst quarterback performances across the entire NFL. He went 16 of 34, 198 yards. Oh, that sounds good. Did not throw a touchdown. Okay. Three interceptions. Three interceptions. That's ridiculous. Um, and you would think, you would just think, that the Titans coaching staff would see this and be like, all right, let's give the ball to Derrick Henry more. Nope, he only rushed the ball 15 times, which for a running back is a lot, but not for Derrick Henry. You need to feed Derrick Henry. Um, so Derrick Henry ran for 15, 63 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Ryan Tannehill did not throw a touchdown. Um, I think all of their points were from field goals. All of their points were from field goals. So... <clears throat> Derek Carr, on the other hand, having a nice first game in a New Orleans jersey. 23-33, 304 yards, a touchdown, a pick, and a QBR of 62, rating overall of 96. Not terrible. Jamal Williams probably could have done a little better, um, as he is the number one running back in New Orleans right now. Had 18 carries, only for 45 yards, though. So not the greatest. Um, so maybe I think that's probably just him getting used to the system. Um, so hopefully next game he can break out, maybe have a little better of a rushing game for him. The New Orleans receiving Chris Olave, bro, lit it up, did not catch a touchdown, but caught eight passes for 112 yards. That right there alone is 100 or not 100, uh, 19.2 fantasy points. Um, Rashid Shahid caught a touchdown. He was second. Overall in receiving, he had five catches for 89. 
Um, Michael Thomas was third, so he's kind of getting back into the groove. Five catches for 61. So, <clears throat> um, Rashid Shaheed did fumble the ball and lose it, and then Jamal Williams did fumble, but he recovered it. So, um, honestly, you're going to see a lot of that this first week is like people need to just hang on to the ball. Um, but so there's going to be a ton of those this all this whole episode. It's going to be a ton of fumbles and different things. Okay, let's talk about one of the biggest slaughters. And here comes one of my hot takes. So every game, let me say this, every game, because I was looking in the morning, every game in the NFL, even in Monday Night Football, the spread was one score except for the Ravens-Texans game, which makes sense. Every other game was predicted to be a one-score game. I did not think that when it came to the 49ers and Steelers game, and boy, was I right. Final score, Niners 30, Steelers 7. Um, <clears throat> Brock Purdy, man, he's looking like the guy there in San Fran. He's looking like that guy. He's just got to stay healthy. The 49ers have that curse. He's got to stay healthy. Um, 19-29 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, a QBR of 91, and an overall rating of 111. All right, I'm back. My mic, like, tweaked big time. Anyways, Christian McCaffrey, 22 carries for 152 yards and a touchdown. Um, one of those was a 65-yard touchdown. It was kind of crazy. <clears throat> Brock Purdy was actually second in rushing. He had three carries for 20 yards, and then Elijah Mitchell with five carries for 10. And this is kind of where, like, uh, the team gets a little interesting. Okay, wait, why did Sam Darnold rush? That's so weird. Uh, is you can hand the ball off to guys like Debo. So Debo had two carries for eight yards. Um, <clears throat> but let's talk about the San Francisco receiving. Brandon Ayuk, eight catches for 120 yards and or 129 yards and two touchdowns. He had eight targets. He caught all eight of them. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez Louise. Debo Samuel, five catches, 55 yards, no touchdowns. George Kittle, three catches, 19 yards. Christian McCaffrey, three catches, 17 yards. So they spreaded the wealth for sure. Um, you can definitely tell, though, that they're going to be a pretty rush-heavy team with Christian McCaffrey. Here's he, – dude – let me talk about Pittsburgh real quick. Kenny Pickett had one of the less satisfactory performances as well. 31 for 46. They hardly rushed the ball. Dude, 46 attempts is crazy. Najee Harris only carried the ball six times. So the Steelers just need to freaking run the ball more because Najee Harris was averaging 5.2 yards per carry. So just run the ball more. Kenny Pickett threw 232 yards, a touchdown, two picks. QBR of 23, rating of 68. So they just need to run the ball more. That's what that's what needs to happen. Um, Deontay Johnson got hurt in this game. And I don't know how long he's going to be out. Let me see. So he's, yeah, he's probably going to miss a week. So if you have, um, <clears throat> what's his face? George Pickens. Start that dude. Start that dude. Um, hopefully this also leads to more um, Najee Harris carries, but they just need to give him the ball regardless. Like I said, they they threw the ball 46 times and ran the ball 10 times. That is not a good spread. 
And one of those was actually Kenny Pickett. So one of those was a rush. Well, it was a scramble. So they technically tried to pass the ball 47 times and rush it nine. Whereas the 49ers threw the ball 29 times, actually 32 times, and then ran the ball 22, 27, 31. 31 and 32. That's the spread you're supposed to have. Now that's the spread that the 49ers can have. Let's talk about the 49ers. This team... If they stay healthy, they just win the Super Bowl. Like they just demolish the entire NFL easily. I don't. I don't think it's much of a competition. Like they just need to. If they can limit turnovers and stay healthy, they just beat the entire NFL. They just wipe everybody off the face of the planet. This team healthy is ridiculous. Let's just. Let's just for kicks and giggles. Let's just look at it. They have Brock Purdy as their starting QB. And if that doesn't work out, they can fall back on Sam Darnold, who is not terrible, but obviously not your go-to guy. Brock Purdy has proven himself to be, what's the word, like very fundamental. Like, yes, would it be crazy if the 49ers had a quarterback like Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes? Yes, that would be insane. But, or Jalen Hurts, but do they need that? No. They just need a guy that can... Throw the ball, limit picks, and not turn the ball over. And, like, just play quarterback. Like, it's so it's such a weird ask nowadays to have a quarterback that just plays quarterback. But Brock Purdy can play quarterback. <clears throat> so they have Brock Purdy, and then if they need to fall back on Sam Darnold, I don't think that's the end of the world. But stay healthy, Brock Purdy. Then... They're running back one and two. Can I actually? I want to look at their depth chart instead. Their running back one and two is Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. These guys are crazy. Elijah Mitchell on his own is ridiculous, but then Christian McCaffrey is just even even more wild. Now let's look at their wide receiver core. This wide receiver core is so underappreciated, and I hate it. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Juwan Jennings, Ray Ray McLeod and Ronnie Bell. That's insane. That's an insane five stack right there. Not to mention you have George Kittle as your tight end. And while fullbacks are just like kind of a thing in the past, they have Kyle Juszczyk as their fullback. Which is, I mean, he's debatably the best fullback in the entire NFL. It used to be the one who played for the uh, Ravens. And then the Chiefs fullback was kind of crazy for a while there too. But now it's Kyle Juszczyk. This dude's, like, for a fullback. And the thing is, I think another beautiful thing about the 49ers is their um, is their play calling and their playbook because a fullback would hardly get anything. But this dude actually gets some action. So, yeah. Um <clears throat> Let's see. Trent Williams at left tackle. That's insane. Uh, the rest of their O-line's pretty good. Just no, like, huge names. Um, defense. Armeek Armstead and Nick Bosa on the same line. Oh, my gosh. Javon Hargrave, too. And Clellan Farrell. Oh, my gosh. Say your prayers, quarterbacks. 
Nick Bosa alone is just ridiculous. That dude, like, he is fiendish. Like, there are few, there are few, like, linemen in the NFL that people should fear. And out of those, it's Chris Jones, Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, and, oh my gosh, I had the other, Aaron Donald. He actually balled up in his game with the Rams recently. It's kind of crazy. Fred Warner at linebacker, along with Dre Greenlaw. Traverius Ward at cornerback, former chief. Um, they used to have Richard Sherman, too. Um, and then, I mean, that's pretty much it for their defense. If this defense and this offense stays healthy, they just win. Like, they just annihilate everybody. I don't even think there's – like, they easily win their conference – and then it's like, okay, they have to play the Eagles in the NFC Championship. If the if the 49ers are healthy going into that NFC Championship game last year, it's a completely different game. Completely different game. They've honestly the 49ers have just been getting screwed over in these championship games because of injuries or unfortunate circumstances. Um, but I think if they stay healthy, bro. Bro, bro, bro. Watch out. Watch out. All I got to say. Okay, I kind of got to go quicker now. Cardinals Commanders. I really don't want to talk about it because it's Cardinals Commanders. But just know that Sam Howell actually did decent. And the Cardinals are definitely in a tank season. Yep. Texans Ravens. Okay, this one was so weird. Because the final score makes sense. 9-25 to in favor of the Ravens. C.J. Stroud did pretty good. 24, 242 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He did lose a fumble. Um, so 21 QBR and a 78 overall rating. Their running game was not that strong. Uh, only 72 yards combined between 23 rushes. So they passed the ball 44 times, ran at 23. Um, and four of those were C.J. Stroud. So I really, I think... Houston needs to run the ball a little more. They have Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary run the ball a little more. Um, so Baltimore, on the other hand, they Lamar had a weird game. I'll say that seventy-two or seventeen passes for twenty-two yards, one hundred sixty-nine yards, one pick, did not throw a touchdown. He ran for thirty-eight yards on six carries. The um, the rushing game was pretty strong with Baltimore. Uh, they had. 24 carries between their running backs, two carries for Zay Flowers, which Zay Flowers balled up. He led the team in receiving nine receptions for 78 yards, did not catch a touchdown, though. So Lamar threw a pick and fumbled twice and lost one of them. So, like I said, it's a turnover thing week one. He, he needs to hang on to the ball. But other than that, I think the Ravens will be fine. So, uh, Green Bay, Chicago, 38-20 Green Bay. It was kind of close, and then it wasn't. Jordan Love proving himself, man. He had one of the best quarterback performances this week. 15 of 27 for 245 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 73 QBR, 123 overall rating. Aaron Jones balled up, nine carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. Um, so I, I really think this was just a really good game by Jordan Love and then a not-so-good game by Chicago as a whole. Um, I, I mean, they still kept it close, let's be honest. They kept it close. Um, Justin Fields threw a pick and he fumbled the ball. So it's turnovers. That that one's just turnovers. If he doesn't turn those over, it's a different game. 
but um Raiders Broncos I hate both of these teams but I still have to talk about them um Jimmy G did all right 200 yards on 20 passes for two touchdowns and a pick um he did fumble but he did not lose the fumble so hang on to the ball Jimmy G um I think they probably need to give now Josh Jacobs got 19 carries um and they passed the ball 26 times, so that's almost an even split between him and the passing. Um, but he just kind of sucked. It was kind of a Jamal Williams thing. It's 19 carries, only for 48 yards, though. So he just needs to run the ball a little better, and he's looking at a good guy. Jacoby Myers led the team in receiving yards and touchdowns, which was kind of surprising. Um, but Russell Wilson, looking better, looking better. 27-34, 177 yards. Two touchdowns, no picks. Pretty nice, Russell Wilson. Okay, my bad. My microphone keeps tweaking. Um, they probably need to run the ball a little more and better. Um, but then other than that, Denver's looking all right. They just, I think, I don't know how they lost. Because they lost by a point. Okay, they missed a field goal at one point. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Denver's looking good. They just need to not suck. They just need to not be the Broncos, I guess. I don't know. Okay, hopefully my microphone is done tweaking out. Um, Eagles-Patriots, actually a close game. Actually a close game. 25-20. to 20. Eagles. Jalen Hurts went 22-33, 170 yards, so not as much as Jalen Hurts normally does, and only ran for 37. He threw a touchdown, no picks, though. Uh, Jalen Hurts did lose a fumble, though, so gotta watch out for that. I don't know why they didn't give the ball to DeAndre Swift more. They favored Kenneth Gainwell, so I don't know what's going on there. But he had 14 carries for 54 yards, so he just needs to run the ball better. Um, Ezekiel Elliott actually led the team in rushing for the Patriots. Uh, just four more than Ramondre Stevenson. Not insane. Um, the, the, new, the Patriots need to run the ball more. Way more. They passed 54 times and ran 22. Throwing 54 passes is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Um, but if that's your offensive scheme, the more to you. Um, Ezekiel Elliott lost a fumble. Mac Jones threw a pick. So I think it was a close game, and they could have won it. Like, the Patriots could have won it on the last drive, but they didn't because it's the Patriots' offense. I mean, you can't expect too much out of them. Um, let me just breeze through this Rams-Seahawks game real quick. Uh and I'll talk about the Cowboys-Giants game. And then we'll go to the coolest game of the week, which is the Dolphins-Chargers game. So, Rams-Seahawks. This is one of those things where I think the teams that overperformed last year, and you could also look at it this way, the teams that underperformed last year are coming back. Teams that overperformed last year are regressing. <clears throat> Matthew Stafford. There, I mean, the old, this Los Angeles Rams team is looking a little like the old Los Angeles Rams team that won the Super Bowl. Just a little bit. Not entirely. Just a little bit. I mean, they have almost the entire, almost the same team since when they won that Super Bowl. The only thing they're missing is Jalen Ramsey, which, I don't know, Jalen Ramsey is, you know. Matthew Stafford, 24-38, 334 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Um, the rushing game was pretty solid, 92 yards overall for the rushing um, Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua led the team with both 119 yards. Uh, so 
All their touchdowns came from rushing. Geno Smith, 16 to 26, 112 yards, a touchdown. They didn't fumble the ball at all. I just don't think they could <clears throat> finish drives, which is unfortunate. So, <clears throat> geez Louise. Okay, Cowboys Giants, 40 to 0. This was just an absolute slaughter fest from the Cowboys defense. Miscommunication from the uh, Giants as well. I mean, I think, let me look at the play by play real quick. Blocked field goal touchdown, interception touchdown. And then half of these were like punts, interceptions, and downs for the Giants. So just miscommunications. Um, Dolphins 36, Chargers 34. Very, very good game by both quarterbacks. Tua, probably the best performance. 28 of 45, 466 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, he did fumble twice and lose a ball, though, so not the greatest turnover-wise. Their rushing game wasn't insane. Justin Herbert, 22 of 33, 228 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Their rushing game was insane. 234 yards on 40 carries from Los Angeles rushing and three touchdowns. So Los Angeles was definitely thriving off of their running game. Um, Tyree Kill, bro. 11 catches, 215 yards, and two touchdowns. That is, uh, let's see, 32.5, 44.5 fantasy points. That's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah. Dolphins are looking pretty nice, pretty nice. Bills, Jets. Aaron Rodgers injured on his fourth snap as a, or maybe it was his third snap. I can't remember. Uh, pretty sure it was his fourth as a New York Jet. Torn Achilles, and he's out for the season. So Zach Wilson <laughs> is back in at quarterback. The New York Jets this entire offseason, it was like, how can we fix our quarterback situation? How can we fix our quarterback situation? Because if they fix that, it's a completely different team. And they fixed it. And now it's gone. The thing is, they still did bring in weapons. I mean, this is it's not like the New York Jets are the same Jets from last year just because they lost Aaron Rodgers. Zach Wilson does have new weapons. They've got Brees Hall back. They've got Dalvin Cook. They now have uh, guys like Randall Cobb, McCole Hardman, which did not get targeted at all. Um, so... And then Josh Allen. I think the Madden curse is real. I just don't think it correlated with Patrick Mahomes because he's that guy. Um, Patrick Mahomes also always does better when the odds are against him. Josh Allen, 29 of 41, 236 yards, a touchdown, three picks. Three picks and two fumbles, one of them being an actual legitimate fumble turnover. And one of the coolest endings to an overtime game you'll ever see. So, um. What a lovely, what a lovely week in the NFL. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, I'm not going to be able to get to talk about college football just because I'm kind of running short on time. Um, but it was great. It was great. Loved it. Looking forward to week two. I think week two kicks off with Minnesota in Philadelphia on Thursday night. And I think we've got a doubleheader on Sunday night. So it's going to be really cool. going to be a lot of fun. And I will see you guys next week. Probably. I don't know, just whenever the next episode is.